0: Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Revelation Communication. I'm very excited to be here uh, with you guys today and and hopefully uh, have a great message to share with you. Um, Before I get to that, though, I did want to remind you of a couple of things. Um, Our midweek Bible study is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're going to be jumping back into the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 8 this week, Um, and want to encourage you to consider coming out on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock and really dive into a a wonderful study um, in the book of Revelation. Also, our Sunday morning worship service is at 10 a.m. every Sunday. Uh, we're going to be getting back into um, instructions to the persecuted church through First and Second Peter this week and want to encourage you and your families to get out and join us um, on Sundays at 10 a.m. Um, Also, if you are a man and are interested in going through a book called The Resolution for Men, I want to strongly encourage you to consider going through that. Um, It is a wonderful book for uh, fathers, for husbands, dads, etc. Even if you're not a dad or even if you're not a husband, um, I want to encourage you to consider going through. Um, This book, The Resolution for Men, um, it is a great study and something that I know um, will grow you significantly as a man of God um, in every area and every facet that God has called us in. If you need any any more information, please go to our website, www.revchurchcv.com, and check us out. You can scroll all the way to the bottom and leave me a message, ask me any questions, send in any prayer requests, and I'd be more than happy to get back to you with that information. With that being said, if you've got a Bible, if you've got the Bible app, head over to Matthew chapter 28. By the time we get to Matthew chapter 28, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is done, his disciples know that he is alive, and this is what he says to him. Uh, excuse me to them in verses eighteen through twenty it says and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me uh, in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe." All things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You know, no doubt by this point, the disciples' lives and the followers of Jesus Christ began to be ignited, fired up, if you will, refueled for the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hope began to sit in, joy began to sit in, and they now knew that their Savior had conquered death and all the promises that he had uh, made to them and all the things that he had told them prior to his death had come to pass. But so we have the cross, and so we have the resurrection. Well, well, what now? Well, what we get now is the great commission that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples. Um, It's the it's the message of the cross, if you will, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ um, over the last two thousand years that has really freed us from the bondage of sin. That has promised us eternal life, that has conquered fear, it has overcome sorrow, it's a message that has rejected rejection, Um, it has overcome shame, it's a message that says good riddance guilt, Um, it's a message that conquers condemnation, it's a message that casts away all of our regrets from the past, it's a message that has overcome addictions, it's a message that has broken every chain and every stronghold that holds us down, it's a message that gives hope to the hopeless, a message that gives joy to the joyless. It's a message that has allowed us to say goodbye to captivity and hello to freedom. It's a message that has allowed us to say goodbye to loneliness and, and welcome to belonging. It's a message that has allowed us to say goodbye defeat and hello victory. You see, it's it's the message of the cross and the empty tomb that brings an end to the curse, that brings an end to the powers of hell, that brings an end to the darkness and, and brings an end to the dread. Why? Because it is finished, as Jesus said on the cross at Calvary, hanging there on that Good Friday. And it is this message that Jesus commissions you and me to go out and preach and teach. It's not just a message for pastors or for bishops or for elders or for the leaders of the church to give. Although if they're not giving it, there's a serious problem. But it's a message that anyone and everyone who has received it is commissioned to go and share it. For many, this is a bigger task than it really needs to be. I think that we have created uh, mountains out of molehills in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, your story, your transformation, your life is a testimony to the work that Jesus Christ has done in you. That's how you share the gospel— You know, you don't need to be articulate with your words. Listen, Moses had a speech impediment. He was a stutterer. You don't need to look good while doing it. Remember, John the Baptist wore clothing made out of camel hair and ate locusts and honey. Uh, And it was said of the Apostle Paul in in early historical writings of the church that he was short, that he was bald, that he was bow-legged, that he had a unibrow, that he had a long nose. Listen, my point is, if you've got a willing heart And want to be used by God, He will use you false and all. You know, the same way He used a scrawny kid named David to slay a giant named Goliath, the same way that He used a prophet who ran in the opposite direction of where God told him to go, only to be placed in the belly of a big fish for three days and three nights, and preached. To a city that experienced great revival, the same way he used a man who persecuted countless Christians and gave the order to murder a man named Stephen and was then converted himself on a road to Damascus and gave us some of the greatest writings outside of the Gospels in the New Testament, this same way and many more ways can God use to fulfill the Great Commission in you and through you. You know, I learned this principle years ago, and it's never changed, and it's not going to change just for you. God champions his agenda. Where God leads, he meets the needs. Where God guides, he provides. And since we've been given this commandment to go and preach the gospel, we have the promise that it will be championed, that the needs will be met, and the provision will be given to do it when we do it. You know, God has given us the power through the Holy Ghost to bring this message to the uttermost parts of the world. And when we do, we know that his word cannot return void. Some of us may plant seeds for the first time. Some of us may water what has already been planted, but we know that when we do it, the Lord will see the increase. And with that being said, I want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. You know, the Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us outside of Jesus Christ has fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We've all had an evil thought. We've all had hatred in our heart. We've all committed adultery with our eyes. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible also says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death but that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And yes, the wages of sin is death, and that is why Jesus Christ went to the cross to pay the penalty of death for you and for me, that the hope of everlasting life may be given to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and that accomplished work on the cross. The Bible also says in Romans 5, 8, for God commendeth, or God has shown us his love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I mean, think about that. Even before you were born, God sent his only begotten son to die for you. And John three sixteen of course, says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And so the question is, how can I know if I have that everlasting life? Well, Paul tells us in Romans ten nine and 13, that if we would believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with our mouth that by the power of God He rose Him from the dead, we shall be saved. And he goes on to say that whosoever calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved listen my life my testimony my story my witness is that my life changed when i surrendered to the lord my marriage changed my home changed my calling changed my purpose changed my desire changed all for the better. Everything that God has placed into my life, everything that God has brought me through, everything that God has done in me and through me is because of how awesome and how wonderful and how faithful and how merciful and how gracious and caring, how patient and how loving he has been towards me. And so I encourage you today to surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, to taste and see that the Lord is good, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and on the power that he holds over death and to know for sure that your eternal hope and glory is in him and in the promise of everlasting life in his kingdom. Listen, folks, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. I'm Solomon Stewart with Revelation Communication.